I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Transaction season. It's your Yahoo Sports Canada daily podcast for Tuesday, November 5th. But first, sports. Good morning. It is Tuesday. The cold and the dark days are on the way. Like, geez, it was dark at 5 p.m. yesterday. I know everyone said that, but ugh, brutal. But you know, there is some light in that darkness. The cold and dark does have some benefits. Number one, couch blankets. Number two, all the more reason to stay inside and watch sports at night. Couch blankets and sports, basically... Uh, describing my 30s so far in two words. Anyway, on to the show. It was goals, goals, goals last night in the NHL. Three of the four games saw at least one team score six times or more. The Ottawa Senators beat the Rangers 6-2. Brad Marchand had five points as the Bruins had a 6-4 barn burner against the Penguins. And the Predators beat up the lowly Detroit Red Wings real bad. And hey, you know Connor McDavid? He had another one of those... Oh yeah, Connor McDavid is better than just about everyone. Goals last night. He's just he's just too fast. He's just unbelievably fast. Off the ice, there was news that Taylor Hall's agent is going to meet with the New Jersey Devils GM during an upcoming road trip. The Devils, who added the first overall pick, Jack Hughes and PK Subban in the offseason, were supposed to be a very, very improved team, and that has just not happened. They are in the bottom of the division once more. And it could be very well that Hall is on the move around the deadline. The Maple Leafs back in action tonight against the Los Angeles Kings. Speaking of teams struggling and at the bottom of their divisions, not a great start for the Kings this year. And they were in town early. And as is the custom, when somebody plays the Maple Leafs, you gotta ask their best player, hey, what do you think of the Maple Leafs? This time, it was Drew Doughty fielding questions, and he had this to say about the Leafs' play. Yeah, you have to – your entire team that has to play different. I mean, uh, i trying to think how I've got to say this, but, uh, I mean, you need every, to count on every single guy in every situation, even though you have a score like Ovechkin or something like that. When it comes to playoff time, you expect them to play defense. You expect them to block shots. You expect them to, you know, finish hits and – um, you know, if any team wants to be successful in the playoffs, they need their top scorers playing good defense, and they need their best defenders chipping in on the offense. That's the only way you're going to win. So you need all-around hockey from everyone. What do you mean inevitable, that they can do that? I mean, I wouldn't say that. Um, I know they have a really good roster, but, uh, I mean, a lot of teams have good rosters in this league, and I don't think they're in first place in the East, are they? So that means right now there's some better teams than them, uh, just judging off the standings. Puck drop for Leafs versus Kings from the Scotiabank Arena goes tonight 
at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on the hardwood. Six games in the NBA last night. Brandon Ingram, probably the standout player of the evening. He had 40 points in the Pelicans' loss to the Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie nearly had 40 himself, but we know that is light work for Kyrie Irving. The Raptors not in action again until Wednesday when they take on the Sacramento Kings. There was no lack of Raptors discussion, as if there ever is a lack of Raptors discussion. Uh, Patrick McCaw out indefinitely with a knee issue that leaves the team a little thin at the guard rotation. Load management, so to speak. That was the topic du jour at practice yesterday. Fred Van Vliet is averaging a career high in minutes. He's just under 38 minutes a game. And veteran Kyle Lowry, who we thought was going to slow down and has not, is right there ahead of him at 39.8 minutes per game. That is a lot of minutes for the two starting guards, but they obviously not complaining about it. That McCaw injury likely will not give them a lot of time to rest in the coming games. But on the plus side, the schedule has been fairly spread out so far. Vivek Jacob had some great thoughts from Raptors practice on this topic that you can read on the Yahoo Sports Canada website. Go and check that out. The Raptors have not played since Saturday. And after Wednesday's game, they have another one on Friday. And then the first back-to-back of the season is this weekend in Los Angeles. They get the Lakers on Sunday. And oh, look, Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers play the Raptors on Monday in Los Angeles. Uh, In baseball, and yes, there is baseball news. It's the beginning of my favorite time of year. Oh, yes, it's transaction season. The Blue Jays started things off with a trade in the morning. They acquired... A little bit of starting pitching depth in Chase Anderson from the Milwaukee Brewers. Chad Spanberger, a 24-year-old double-A first baseman, went the other way. It was also deadline day for 60-day injured list reinstatement. So teams around the league needed to find room for guys they had on the injured list. They need to make some room on the 40-man roster to fit those guys back in. The Blue Jays were involved in this. They had five players head out. Uh, relievers Buddy Boshears, Ryan Dull, and Brock Stewart were removed from the 40-man as well. Two very familiar faces to fans from the last few years. Ryan Tapera, DFA'd, which means he has seven days to be released or traded. And Devin Travis, outrighted to AAA. He can either accept that or elect for free agency. Joining me this morning to talk transactions, one of the very best in the business, Ben Nicholson-Smith of Sportsnet is on the line. Ben, we start... With the morning's trade, what have the Blue Jays added in pitcher Chase Anderson? They're getting something that they didn't have a lot of last year, which is capable major league starting pitching. And I don't think you know either one of us would look at Chase Anderson and think that this is someone who is going to be a frontline guy for the Blue Jays. But realistically, if he can even give them solid back-end innings, as he has done for the last three, four consecutive seasons, then it's a pretty reasonable price because it's a non-prospect. And the $8.5 million salary is pretty reasonable, too. Now, in terms of uh, his career, really uh, average is the word that, that seems to get around. He, he sort of excels in soft contact and, and comes up short in home runs. How do you see that playing sort of in this uh, patchwork Blue Jays rotation right now? Man, there are times that average would have been a disappointment <laughs> relative to what else was in the Blue Jays rotation, but... For those of us who watched the team closely last year, I think average sounds pretty good. I mean, you could do a lot worse than average as, as the 2019 edition of the team really puts the test. So, uh, yeah, I think this is an upgrade. Um, and the nice thing, too, about starting pitching is you're never going to have too many guys. If, if Anderson struggles, 
then they can find room for whoever it is that's having a great season at AAA. And the same goes for the next additions that they're going to have to make in that rotation. We also got a little bit today of my favorite thing, which is bottom of the roster churn. It was 60-day IL cutoff day. We saw some familiar faces in Devin Travis and Ryan Tapera. Uh, cut from that lineup as well as Buddy Boshears, Brock Stewart, and Ryan Dull. But as those first two names, Travis and Tapera, what is behind sort of the the decision to to knock those guys off the forty man? Well, essentially, this amounts to early non tenders. They were both arbitration eligible. Would have been making one point five to two million dollars in two thousand twenty. And the Jays, by virtue of cutting these guys, essentially said we didn't want to pay you that price through arbitration. So. Instead, they're free agents, or, or in Tapera's case now, kind of a DFA limbo. But it is interesting, too, as a, as a little footnote, that now you look at that 40-man roster, and there's no remaining tie to the 2015-16 teams because Justin Smoke hit free agency a few days ago. So it's, it's really completely turned over um, now under Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro. And this begins the offseason season. We look at what is sort of on the Blue Jays checklist. Obviously, starting pitching is number one. Do you have an idea of sort of the, the style or the level of pitcher that you can expect them to be in on in the, in the offseason rush here? I think they'll be linked to Jayco Rizzi and to Zach Wheeler. I mean, they have to. They'll check on those guys. They'll have conversations and see where it goes. I don't necessarily expect that they will land them. Um, you know, I, I'd be probably less surprised. Um, if they end up with a Tanner Roark or a Kyle Gibson, guys who you know historically have slotted at the back of rotation. Um, but the Blue Jays will certainly be linked to some guys with more upside, like Odorizzi and like Zach Wheeler. And I think for prices, I mean, there's, there's absolutely price points where the Blue Jays would sign those guys. But we'll see where their market leads. We'll see you know what the demand is like for pitching. You've got some teams like the Angels that could be really motivated to go after those guys and, and throw big numbers at them. The Jays will be disciplined, but they'll be in that market as well. We saw some familiar faces come available uh, in the last couple days in some spots where the Jays may be looking to upgrade as well. First base being chief among them. Eric Thames generated a lot of excitement today online. We saw Edwin Encarnacion right after the season ended uh, have his option declined. Is there uh, any inkling on your end of what they'll be sort of pursuing outside of pitching in terms of uh, positional upgrades? Yeah, I think, well, first base or, or multi-position bat is on their list, and they're also going to be looking for center field help um, if they can find that. Of the two names that you mentioned, you know, former Jays, both of them, I, I think James is the better fit. And you know, I, I wrote about this the other week, but I, I think if you bring Encarnacion back and you're just banking on a return to form in his age 37 season, you know, there's a lot that can go wrong there from the PR side, from the performance side. I don't know if that's what you want to do, whereas Thames, a little bit younger, left-handed bat too, which is nice, balances out the order a little bit, and he can play a little bit of first base, a little bit of outfield if you need him. So of those two guys, you know, if you could get Thames for a one-year $2.5 million deal, I think that'd be a great move. League-wide, it was also deadline time for teams around the league to decide on the vesting team options and qualifying offers for their free agents or guys with Option years. Some intriguing names became free agents yesterday. Julio Tehran, Cole Calhoun, Pat Neshek, Eric Thames, as we mentioned, D.D. Gregorius from the Yankees, among many, many others. There are 168 free agents remaining, according to MLBPA Communications, and more will be joining them after the non-waiver deadline 
in early December. Transactions, honestly, honestly, my favorite thing. And lots and lots more of them coming in baseball and every sport in the coming months as well. The MLB announced all the award finalists. Every award, all the finalists were named. No Blue Jays anywhere among them. No, Vladdy and Bo did not get Rookie of the Year votes, but there was one Canadian up for an award. Mike Soroka of the Atlanta Braves, a pitcher, was up for Rookie of the Year in the National League. A full list of finalists is available on the Yahoo Sports Canada website. Some very intriguing names. Mike Trout, of course, up for AL MVP, along with Alex Bregman and Marcus Simeon of the Oakland Athletics. Lots more uh, nominations and finalists where that came from. And we will get into who wins those awards next week as the awards come out uh, one day at a time during the week. But that is for a later date. As I mentioned earlier, the Maple Leafs play tonight against the Los Angeles Kings. I will be here tomorrow morning to talk to you all about what happened in that game and in everything else that happened in the sports world. That will be tomorrow morning. But this is this morning, and that is all the time we have for today's show. I will talk to you tomorrow about everything going on in the world of sports. Until then, have yourself an excellent Tuesday. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.